Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Midnight Triple Feature podcast. You can find us on the web at midnighttriplefeature.com. You can subscribe to us through iTunes, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Midnight Triple Feature. For today's episode, we are discussing anything for Jackson from 2020. This podcast will contain spoilers. Enjoy. All right, welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. I am Mike, and the voice you heard in the beginning is Adam. Nope. All right, what's been going on, man? Watching anything good or? Actually, I've watched. Okay, you want to jump right in because I got a list, man. I got a list. I've watched. You know, I've watched fifty some odd movies just uh, in the month of January and beginning of February, so. We're only, we're not even two full months in, right? We're close to two full months in, I guess, but I'm just, I'm just plowing through them, at least a movie a night. So I resubscribed to uh, Full Moon streaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I think in the, in the last episode, we talked, we, we mentioned Charles Band by accident at one point, but I've, uh, I've deep dived into the world of Charles Band. So I got a few titles here I'm going to talk about, um, mostly ones I hadn't seen or they're ones I hadn't seen in a really long time. So uh, first up is the head of the family. Have you ever seen this one? Head of the family, that sounds familiar. Let me explain the synopsis and you'll know right away if you've seen it or not. So there's this guy and this girl and they're having an affair and they want to get rid of the husband. At the same time, they find out that there's this family run by a giant, a guy with a giant head and a tiny body who sits in a wheelchair and controls his other family members with his giant brain. And he uses them to commit crimes and theft and all this stuff. So he blackmails the giant head guy to dispose of the husband, but then con- thinks it's a good idea to continue to blackmail them for cash. Um, and obviously things go very, very poorly. Um, so I watched this back in the nineties. Um, I actually saw it a lot in the nineties. Like, uh, a friend of mine and I would just like rent this randomly and watch it. Cause it was just such a, it's so freaking out there. It's like, it's not a great movie, but you can't help but watch it. Cause it's just this giant head in a wheelchair. And, uh, like that's obviously the draw of the movie, like the drama of the guy and the woman having the affair. I mean, you get a ton of, like, nudity. The actress is nude most of the time, actually. But really, if that's, you know, two, at this point at 37, it's like, okay, whatever. I guess at 13, that was a big deal. But, um, you know, it's it's like, it's Charles Band in 96. So it's when Full Moon Features was kind of at the, they were starting their downward slide, I think. Because like I think of like early '90s to be peak full moon when they were doing stuff like uh, the early subspecies movies, Demonic Toys, Puppet Master two and three, um, Bad Channels. Like they just had a slew of these movies that are all really memorable and I think hold up. Head of the Family was kind of after that, so you can see like sort of the remnants of Full Moon and what they were, but you can also see the slide starting. Because Charles Band, I think, was probably just pushing shit out constantly. And uh, his slate just started to fall in quality. And maybe he was also losing good directors. Because in 
those early movies, he had Albert Pune, who did like Dollman, and that movie's incredible. And he, he had Stuart Gordon, and he had, um, you know, even David Dakota when he was doing stuff before, like all the, the shirtless guy movies that he does now. Um, so anyway, like this was an interesting movie because you can still see the quality of Full Moon, but you can see the slit. It's After weird because I just I just I just looked it up quick, hmm. and when you type it in, uh, I I definitely I've never seen it, but I know that cover. Yeah. And then the next picture next to that cover is William Defoe sitting on a couch, <laughs> and I'm like, that cannot be the same movie. So I went to IMDb to look up it's the one not. you're talking about. Yeah. Definitely not William Defoe. No. <laughs> not in this one. Definitely not him. Uh, There's nobody in this movie I think who's well known actually. Not a single one. Um, and they're making a sequel finally. Bride of the Head of the Family is is on Charles Band's slate, so we'll see if it happens. But it sounds like he's going to make it this summer. Uh, next one I watched was The Creeps. So The Creeps is about a guy that he he wants to bring back the classic monsters. Um, so he he needs like this special book, and then he needs a woman, like a I don't know if it needs to be a virgin or something like that. To sacrifice to be able to bring them back but their thing goes wrong the entire procedure goes wrong and they come back as little people so you end up with like little people a little person dracula a little person mummy a little person frankenstein monster and a little person wolfman and he base they basically want to be full size again they don't want to be little anymore or they want to go back to where they came from this guy wants to use them to like take revenge or something i wasn't really sure of the plot because it the movie takes like 45 minutes for the little the little monsters to show up. So like imagine a movie that's like an hour and 15 minutes long. It's not that long, but you know, 45 to 50 minutes of it are just people trying to a guy trying to steal a book and some girl hiring a private investigator to find the book. Like that is the first 45, 50 minutes. Once the little monsters show up, it's actually kind of fun, but they're only on screen for like 20 minutes and then the movie ends. I am um, looking, I'm going to have to go over it real quick unless you know. I'm just looking at screen caps of it. Um, yeah. The vampire. What is That's that? That's Phil Fondacaro. So, okay. So he, say he was, looks familiar. He was in Ghoulies 2, he was in yep. Troll. Um, he played bit parts in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He did a bunch of commercials. He's, he has like a big cult following. I think he, you know, he was in Willow. Um, he actually did quite a bit. And he's worked with Charles Band a lot. Like if you look at his filmography, several movies with Charles Band. Um, this is one, obviously Ghoulies 2 and Troll. But he also did this movie called Decadent Evil. He did a movie where he played Van Helsing. Um, so I... Uh, He's, he's, I actually really like him. I think he's a, he's a good actor. And if he's in something, he's always going to make it better. So I think that elevates this one a little bit. Yeah. uh, He doesn't show up for 50, it's like 50 minutes till the guy that you, that is the best thing in the movie shows up. I also have been watching, so they're doing these things called the Deadly 10 on Full Moon. So Charles Band has committed to make these 10 movies. Some of them are sequels to stuff he made back in the 80s and the 90s. Some of them are new properties. Um, so the first one he put out was called Weed Jeez, W-E-E-D-J-I-E-S, like weed. Um, and they're about these little creatures that are summoned by a weed G board. 
on Halloween night. So it's called Ouija's Halloween night. And it's like takes place at a Halloween party and these little creatures come back and they, you know, wreak havoc and stuff. Um, it was actually kind of good. Like, it was like, I mean, good in the way that like Evil Bong is good, you know? It's like that kind of quality of movie, but. That's Full Moon know, also? Yeah, this is also Full Moon. Like, these are all going to be Full Moon I'm talking about because I watched so many of them. But um, you can also, you watch it on Tubi. It's also on Tubi. But uh, it's like, it was the first one that they put out as part of this Deadly 10. It has some reduction to it. It's got some decent actors in it, you know, like for Full Moon. And uh, it's funny. I mean, there's like these little puppet things. Puppets look pretty good. Like they actually put something into this, which lately has not been Charles Band's thing. His movies have been pretty rough. So it's kind of like the first one out of the gate was actually pretty good. The second one they put out was called Necropolis Legion. This one's basically just a girl who has visions of a woman who has teeth where her nipples should be. These little mouths. They're like these little <laughs> mouths. <laughs> and she's a vampire and she like uses, she has like traditional vampire teeth, if I remember, but she also uses her nipples as like, I don't know. Anyway. Are they there all the time, or do they? Yeah, is it like is it like vampire teeth that come out only when? No, she's they're there all the they're there all the time. How do you hide like, them under a shirt? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. She just wears like a thing all the time. But most of the movie is just this girl in like a little cabin, rolling around on the floor, going crazy as she has dreams about this woman with teeth nipples. Um, it's not it's it's not great, but it was kind of entertaining because it was so fucking weird. <laughs> and again, it was like it was it was like an hour and five minutes. It was barely a feature length movie. Uh, <laughs> I watched um, just got, getting some of the newer ones here, but I, I did watch um, Shadow Zone, which is like a 1990 full moon movie about these people in a bunker who like pull this creature out of another dimension and it starts killing everybody in this bunker and um it was it was like one of the better full moon movies like i said around 1990 when they were actually making stuff that was interesting blade the iron cross you know the one in his deadly 10 so it is a spin-off blade movie from the puppet master movies this movie is bad like this movie is blades in it for like five maybe five minutes i'm being generous the rest of it is just nazis like trying to bring back zombies and then there's like this girl who she's like a, what is she? She's like a reporter, but she, she's almost playing it. Like she's, I don't know if like autistic is right. I don't know, but she can control blade like with her mind or something. Like she lays in a bed and in her essence, like leaves her body and blade comes alive and like runs around and kills these Nazis. Um, it's real bad. Like considering that, they consider like Blade to be this big fan favorite in like Puppet Master series. He's the one everybody kind of recognizes most. Oh, it really oh, kind yeah. of. I thought you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the entire, I thought you meant like Blade, Blade, like you know, <laughs> like Wesley Snipes. I was like, what? Charles. I was like, how did you get the rights to that? Charles can't afford the rights. To Blade. <laughs> All right, makes he, sense now. He's also wants to make a six shooter movie with the puppet with the six gun yep. arms or i'm like come on man but this movie is freaking awful it's so bad well blade is probably the most well-known totally and they fucked it up i mean like i think band directed it which is you know it's oh it's bad 
Um, I watched this movie, and I think the last one I watched, no, no, I got two more. And so, like, Hideous, which is about these people who collect deformed babies. Yeah. Right? Have you seen this one? And they put yeah, them in I giant. Yeah, I, I, I actually own this one. Um, <laughs> this is the one where, like, it, they pull it out of, like, the toxic waste of the sewer right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, this one here is actually like it's not good, but um, okay. it's been I, I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I do own it. It's funny you say that because it came out at that time period of like the head of the family and the creeps. So what I was talking about where it's like Full Moon was making movies that weren't good, but were still kind of OK. Like you could watch it and they're like, oh, it's kind of entertaining. Um, and they end up like locked in this mansion with these creatures, but the creatures don't really do anything. They just kind of like hide behind a door most of the yeah. time, remember? And yep. it's just like these two collectors fighting over who is going to gain control of these little creatures that came alive. Yeah, I guess I bought is, that, I think, I want to say, like one of the very first times you went to Chiller, I bought that there. I could see that, yeah. I mean, they, I could see that. It's something that you could definitely get for like five bucks, I think. Yeah, I think I got it pretty cheap. And the last two I'm going to mention is I watched the first two Ginger Dead Man movies. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first one, the, the first one is. I don't, I think I've only ever seen the first one. All right, so I'm going to tell you something. The first one is awful. Like, it is almost unwatchable. You yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one is good. Like, okay. Like, I never right. watched it because I, I just. I, I saw the first one. I was like, yeah, I don't need to see right. any more of these. So so you should watch it. It's on Tubi. It's called Ginger Dead Man 2 Passion of the Crust. And it's about, there's like, there's a movie studio. And the movie studio is basically full moon features, but it's called Cheatham Studios. And they just make all these shitty low budget movies. And the whole thing takes place in the studio where they're making all these bad movies. And like one of them is about like these little puppets that come to life. And another one is like a, like an erotic space adventure and it's like all the stuff that charles band makes so he's parodying himself and there's like this make-a-wish kid there in a wheelchair but he's like four he's like 30 years old so he's not a kid anymore but his like his dream was to go to cheatham studios and the ginger dead man just shows up and then obviously goes around the studio killing people um but it's got like the acting's good it's actually funny and it's got some production value. This, I've heard three is really bad, but two, man, like I was, I was laughing. Like I gotta, I have to recommend that one. Like Ginger Dead Man Two, Passion of the Cross. Right, I'll check that it's, one out. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I'm giving it a recommend. You know, it's. I think you're gonna like it. It's it's uh, it's kind of like a trauma movie, but not as, uh, not as like um. Sleazy. Insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not as sleazy and insane. It's like it's more pared down. But it has that vibe to it. It feels a bit trauma, like it's kind of in that world. Um, yeah, that's it. Just been watching a lot of Full Moon. I'm just, uh, and they're going to be releasing. <laughs> they just released announced. So every month of 2020, 21, uh, Charles Band has said he's going to release a movie. So I'm like, I'm all in because I'm just going to see every movie he puts out. He's putting out a movie called Baby Oopsie about a, the Baby Oopsie Daisy doll from Devonic Toys. Um, he's putting out Bride of the Head of the Family. He's putting out a new subspecies movie. So, I mean, the guy is cranking out content. It's questionable co- value, but um, it's worth, the, worth uh, the subscription to be able to see it. 
All right. Well, um, yeah, so I watched a few things and why am I drawing a blank on his name? The guy, he, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Joel Kinnaman. He was oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was like, he, he was, was in Justice, Robocop. or uh, yeah, yeah, he was Robocop in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a movie called The Informer. Okay. Um, nothing new, like in the storyline, he's a, he's like an informant <laughs> to the, um, for the feds with like the Polish mafia and, you know, in like any of these movies when he helps out the feds, something happens where they just ditch him. They're just like, yeah, we're done with you. That kind of, it, it's that story. Um, but there's a lot of things in between that happen. And I would definitely recommend at least check, checking this out once. It's a really good action flick. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff in there where he's trying to be the good guy, but he just can't quite be the good guy. No matter what he does, something happens and uh, fucks everything up. So, um, you know, Where he's got like a, this. this you... Oh, I, I this was one of those movies on voodoo where I was going to go rent it and it was like four ninety nine to rent or like so eight dollars to buy it. So I just bought it. <laughs> I bought it for an extra two bucks. Like it's just voodoo is weird with shit like that. It is. They do it on purpose to try to get you to buy them. Yeah. So I just wound up buying it, but um, I would definitely watch it again. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good flick and he's great. Like I like, I like him. He was good in the suicide squad movie too. He's coming he back. One of the best ones in the suicide squad. Yeah. And that's why he's coming back. I think because they probably knew that. And uh, he was good in RoboCop. Yeah, he's good in that. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. a good, he's solid. He's good. I don't, I, I think he's really underrated. Like, I agree. It's I, weird I, I, because it seems like every movie he's in is a flop. <laughs> I mean, you, just, you never hear about it, but he's great. Um, so hopefully he's in something that'll, I think he's in a new Suicide Squad movie too. He is. He definitely 100% yeah. is in a new one. Yeah. He's probably playing the same character. Yeah. He's playing Rick Flag again. Yep. Um, watch a movie called My Daughter Harassed Me for like months i thought you were saying the name of the movie was my daughter harassed me (laughs) Uh, no that's 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 the documentary title of my life (laughs) all right what's the movie uh the movie's called hereditary oh how was it so this was another one you either rent it it for six bucks or you buy it for eight so um we wound up just buying it um great premise very very slow burn mm, i knew I that. mean I knew very that. slow like the whole time you're it's one of those movies where the whole time i think it like i watched it with a couple other people and mm. the way me and you watch movies are a lot different than standard people <laughs> so most people are trying to guess what's going to happen and we kind of already know what's going to happen you know, yeah. you, you know, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I like do. me, we can, you know, we can kind of pick out like, oh, this person's going to die or this person set up to look like the person who actually did it. But that person really didn't do it. It's this person over here. Like, right. we're pretty good at judging stuff like that. And this here, I almost nailed it. <laughs> um, I almost nailed the ending of this movie. And then it takes a complete turn that you weren't even thinking about. Mm, so okay. it does a good job of that it's a very slow burn with a turn and mm. um everybody else was like kind of trying to guess what happened and 
I was very close, but I did not get the exact inning. So it's what's the description here? Because if I tell you anything, it's really going to give away a lot of it. So I don't want to spoil it because it's fairly new. It says when Ellen, um, the matriarch of the Graham family, passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about the family. Mm-hmm. And um, the may actually the main person in this is oh tony, it's tony collette who, tony collette who is, is great by the way really good in this movie yeah he's really good yeah he's good in pretty much everything she does i mean there's yep um and so is uh alex wolf plays uh he plays the son peter and mm. he <clears throat> even though the the movie focuses on the mother a lot Mm-hmm. It's the son that really just kind of takes the show over. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So he's like the focal point of the movie, but it doesn't really concentrate on him. You need to concentrate on him, but the movie, you know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, really, I would say at least, I mean, I'll, it's one of those ones that I now own it. I may, <laughs> I may watch it a, again to, see if I notice anything different or if I have a different feeling about it. But as of right now, that's just going to sit there. I won't watch it again for a while, but it's definitely worth at least one watch. It's like, I have to watch it because everyone's been talking about it for so long. I think some of the buzzes weren't off so I could finally kind of watch it and not be. Um, I, when it came out, it was so hyped, right? It's like, yeah, it was so hyped that it was like, I can't watch this because it's not going to meet the hype. Um, but I, now I could probably watch it and at least take that out of it. So th- the guy also directed this movie Midsummer, which I don't have an interest in seeing, but it's very um, splits people down the middle. Either love it or they hate it. Uh, it's about some cult of women who sacrifice men or something. I don't know. But um, I don't know. The guy that directed this is making other shit because of this movie. So. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything else he's done. It looks like a couple mm-hmm. of foreign films. I don't know. Yeah, like Midsummer was the big one, I think. Oh, that, I actually you know. did see the cover for Munchausen. So, um, I've never seen it though, but yeah. And uh, what else do we got here? So yeah, check out Hereditary. I watched uh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. It, it's a Kevin Smith movie. Um, I a actually modern, is it a I, modern Kevin Smith movie or a uh, classic Kevin Smith movie? Because those it, are two it, different things. It is a Jane Silent Bob movie. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I mean, if you've seen Jane Silent Bob, then you've seen Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> Right. It's it's a, it's very much similar, but he hits on every single note. He mm. he hits on the uh, so at like one point in the movie. So Kevin Smith plays Kevin Smith in the movie, right? So they're trying to go because Kevin Smith is directing the new um, Blood Man and Chronic movie. Okay. And so in in the movie, Kevin Smith is directing that movie that Jane, Silent Bob are going to stop. Jesus. Okay, got it. Right. So it's kind of like Inception, and got um, it. 
there's a part where um so his daughter um is in the movie plays jay's daughter so in the movie jay's daughter is harley quinn smith in the movie and you know like in the trailer when it's like oh jay we have a love child well that love child is is harley quinn carly quinn so there's a part in the movie where they're on stage with kevin smith and they're like talking shit about kevin smith while kevin smith is there and she's like, yeah, I don't want Kevin Smith to direct anything. He's that shitty one who puts his fucking daughter in everything. Hey, they right. say that in the movie, right? So he hits yeah. on all these notes that everybody. <laughs> so it's funny because it's 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 a great movie. Like, I'm not going to mm. knock it. I actually really enjoyed it. But it hits on all those notes. And it's like, mm. if you're so self-aware of, <laughs> of, of what people are saying and what you're doing, but then you go care. ahead and do it. He doesn't care. I don't. I don't know how to react to that. So I'm he just like, hey, yeah, it is what it is. He, he doesn't care. He really doesn't. I think he's at a point where he's like, I'm a multimillionaire living in Hollywood, got a nice house, gets to do what he wants, basically. He doesn't care. The so, guy's made so much money. <laughs> now I'm going to say something that we have bashed the whole time. Harley Quinn in this movie is actually really fucking good. Oh, so she's like improving, right? I mean, yeah. I, was just, I was just looking at her page and she's done a lot more stuff. So you would hope that, you know, she's getting more work because she's getting better. Yeah, she's yeah. actually really good in this. She has like a lot of emotional parts that are very believable. Mm-hmm. Like there's a part when she goes to when she's crying and I think she was really crying. I don't think it was like any, you know, like I think she just got into that mode. Because like like her like like chin was like curling up, you know, like and she, when she was like mm-hmm. sniffling and stuff, like I was like, wow, she is really impressive in this compared to some of the other stuff I've seen her in. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> it's actually really worth a watch because it's basically Jane Silent Bob going back to ch- try and stop the exact same movie that was being made before. So it's the same right. movie, mm-hmm. but like a different way of getting there. And there's a lot of cameos from people in there. I mean, everybody except for Randall is in it. Um, right, right. So you have that. You have that. You have everybody from pretty much. If if you were in a Kevin Smith movie, you you are in this movie. Do they bring? Um, I'm assuming they. Yeah, I know they bring in. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Steve Dave and fanboy right yeah so they're not actually in it in it oh, okay. i don't know if you want me to spoil it but they're not i just actually. know that they're involved i uh you know so the only time you act so what happens is they got to go to like a, it's i forget what they call it it's uh oh chronicon it's basically yeah. comic-con but called I, they can't use the name mm-hmm. and jane silent bob are being chased by a security guard and they run through the comic book men panel and then everybody uh-huh. wall and Brian and everybody and Ming and everybody are up on the panel talking as they run That's through huh. and they all just kind of like look at them and then just continue talking like nothing's happening. Uh, and that's the only time you see those guys. Oh, all right. Interesting. So they don't yeah. do the Steve Dave thing, right? No, hmm. no, not at all. Hmm. Um, Q actually has a bigger part in this movie. Than I knew he was in it too. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Considering how big, 
how big Brian Quinn is that he would get the bigger part now over the guys that were originally. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, pretty much everybody from Chase and Amy is in it. There's, there's a whole chasing Amy tie into this. Um, I mean, the, I, I got to give him credit. Like the writing in this is great. Like he really thought out how each part of this was going to go and how each part was going to intertwine. And um, it worked. It, re it really did. Like he actually Hmm. like wrote something that uh, like you know like he does like weird things where like like we were talking earlier a lot of his stuff is like dialogue heavy so it's a lot of writing but right. a, a yeah, lot of times he tries to squeeze things in there that he thinks is funny that just doesn't hit because it's his movie who are we to tell him you know what, what he can put in there but he hits on every note in this right. and it's actually really enjoyable hmm. yeah I, I, I mean, I, even I'll ben affleck comes back I knew he did. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty cheap on Voodoo right now. I bought it. So, and then I watched last night, um, close encounter, another one that I bought off Voodoo for cheap, mm -hmm. uh, close encounters of the third kind. Had you never seen it before? Oh no, I've seen it before. Oh, okay. And I watched it again last night. The only thing I don't remember is it being that damn long. It's over two hours. It's a long movie. Yeah, it is. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Dude, it still holds up, man. Like, I haven't seen it in probably, I would say, five years at most, maybe a little more, probably around there. Um, and I don't even know how long it was before that that I hadn't even watched it. So I saw it on here. It was cheap. I bought it. I rewatched it. Man, that thing still holds up. Yeah, that movie, when I was a kid, that movie actually freaked me out. I was, I was super young, and I remember I always that scene where they come to the house or whatever, and the boy opens the door and everything. I remember that freaking me the hell out. Yeah, uh, it's um when I saw it again, again this was a few years back. It it held up then too. I mean, you know, Spielberg was coming off of like I think Jaws with that, it's like Jaws or Indiana Jones. I mean, it's like. The guy was on fire at that point. It's like, mm -hmm. um, you think about what was that, 77? Yeah, I'm looking it up now. I'm pretty sure it was 77 because Jaws yeah. was 75. Yeah, because yeah. Jaws, Close Encounters. A movie like that yeah. from 77 and like the UFO chases through the street, um, right. like when they come down to get the child out of the house. Mm -hmm. all that shit still holds up man and the, and it's from 77 know. it's unbelievable yeah. like it, it is, still looks yeah. good yeah he knew he, the guys the guy knows what he's that was only like his third movie i mean how freaking crazy is that that's nuts like his third feature-length movie he did uh uh sugarland express jaws jaws was his second movie which is even i mean jesus and then he did Close Encounters. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It still holds up. I mean, if no one's ever seen it, definitely go check it out. I feel like everyone has seen it, but maybe not. You know, it just seems like one of those movies everyone should see if they haven't. So, all right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. So, did you hear that? Uh, that they're well, you know, they're making a Matrix for. Yeah, it's gonna be an HBO Max. 
And it says uh, the title of Matrix 4 has been leaked online by a makeup artist who worked with the cast. The new sequel will bring back at least two dead characters to the Matrix. The title expansion uh, or the title explains a lot about what we can expect from the movie Matrix Resurrection. So that's what it's called? Uh, yeah, Matrix Resurrection. So, I don't think I ever saw um, Matrix 3. I saw the second one and it was so bad that I never saw the third. So I don't actually know who died. I think Agent um, Smith, but did Agent Smith die? I think it's uh, Neo. Didn't Neo die? Did Neo die? Like I'm I honestly pretty don't... sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Neo died. We know that Keanu Reeves is coming back, so um, like, we should yeah, probably we... Google this. This should. This should. Sh- <laughs> like we're on a podcast and we're just like, yeah, we don't fucking know what we're talking about. It's just a fucking piece of shit movie. <laughs> uh, Matrix. I mean, like, oof. All right, let's um, see. died in the Matrix. Uh, what was the main guy's name? Well, Neo? Neo was I mean that was Keanu Reeves That was Keanu Reeves um, Let's see The key maker is shot to death Okay they have a list of deaths here Let's see um, Let's see So revolutions Yeah Agent Smith died So I knew that and I'm pretty sure he's coming back Neo succumbs to injuries From the deuce ex machina's energy so Neo and Smith die at the same time. So I know those yep. two are both coming back. At least I'm pretty sure they are. So those might be the two big ones because does anybody else in the movie really matter? Like I'm looking at the names of people who died and I'm like, none of them matter. No, I'm pretty sure so. it's, it's just maybe some of these side characters did like Tank. I remember him. But um, obviously Neo, Keanu Reeves is coming back and I'm pretty sure Agent Smith is coming back. Um, trying to look and see if he's listed. He's not listed in the cast. So maybe he's not. Wait, is that guy still alive? Maybe he's dead. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no. This whole thing like is scrapped. Um, <laughs> fucking Matrix 4. Uh, yeah, so well, you got that to look forward to. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Um, so there's been some behind the scenes photos i don't know if you've seen them of the new um thor movie love and thunder and i saw one picture of 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 uh thor and um what's his name chris pratt uh, yep. star lord thor and star lord i saw one picture of them together yeah so there are multiple photos of pretty much all of the cast of guardians of the galaxy walking around the set in costume Mm-hmm. So we know that they're going to be in this, but yeah. uh, one of the biggest things everybody's talking about is in that picture, Chris Pratt um, is in costume and it looks like his jacket and maybe his pants have some technical upgrades to him, which would be pretty cool to see. Cause normally all he's got is his little booster and his helmet and yeah. stuff. Like he doesn't really have anything else in his little blaster. So to like kind of give him like a technical suit to kind of keep up with Thor because they're, they're always in competition. Like Thor's like, I'm the God of thunder. Like you can't well, do shit to me. And it's true, yeah. yeah. And he, and, and like, you know, star Lord literally has nothing. Like he's yeah. just a human, you know? Yeah. And, which uh, is what people like about him too. They, yeah. they like 
I mean, he's not because his father was a planet or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's part. He's part god or he's part whatever. Whatever he is, but yeah, he hasn't. He isn't able to like use that power. At least he hasn't been able to yet in the way that we're. Doing. I'm really so, yeah. looking forward. To, I'm really looking forward to it because it's directed by Taika Waititi, who directed the last Thor movie, which was awesome. Um, my favorite Thor movie by far was the most recent one, and uh, he's doing the next one, and I'm just like, I'm really hoping it's just as good because that movie was a complete like a blast. I was so surprised at how good it was. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sean, well, uh, yeah. I mean Sean Gunn, but. Um... What's the character he plays? Uh, Craglin. Uh, He's. I don't know the character's name, but. Yeah, so he was seen on set. I saw the picture of him in costume as Craglin. Um, Hmm. So he he's in it. So it's kind of weird that. Well, I guess he kind of had somewhat of a role. He kind of helped him escape and stuff like that. He's kind of that buffoon, but. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah, No, I saw him on set too. You know, uh, and I saw uh, pictures and that so. The picture that I saw had Sean Gunn standing in the, in the forefront, and then I saw Nebula in the background. So Nebula's def- definitely in this. I see yeah. it in the cast. She's listed. So is Sean Gunn's not, but that doesn't mean he's not in it. Um, Valkyrie is obviously in it. Korg is back um, from the Flash Thor movie. Jane Foster is in it. So Natalie Portman. Uh, Christian Bale plays the villain. I knew that. And Matt Dillon, Matt Damon is rumored, yes. so not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure you're right. I mean, this looks like a Guardians Thor crossover. Like if you just look at who's in it, the fact that you have Nebula and Star Lord in it, it kind of makes you assume that it's going to be a Guardians crossover. Yeah, no, it's definitely got to be because I'm looking at. I just pulled up the set photos here. Um, oh my god, I hate these stupid little ads that click on the bottom and then you accidentally click them. <laughs> so annoying. Like if yeah, you want me to if, if you want to make ad revenue, fine, put it on the page. I'll read your article, but I, I'm gonna click off your article and out of <laughs> your page if shit keeps popping up. Um oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth is in the Jane Southern Bob reboot, and it's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually a really funny dude. Yeah, he is. And he loves being Thor. He's perfectly fine being Thor. So. Oh, he, yeah, he would be Thor you know? forever. Yeah, he I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Cash in on it and retire. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm going to give this page one more chance before I click off of it. I'm trying to scroll from the bottom of the screen, and they keep popping stuff up on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Daily Mail, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And now they want to give me an ad about, like, literally a big ad pops up on the screen about Screech dying. If I wanted yeah. to read that article, I would read that article. <laughs> my God. Um, let's see here. Now, the weird thing is, this has got to be on set. So it shows um, Chris Hemsworth standing here, and then a dude who looks identical to him standing next to him. So it must be a stuntman. And then Chris Pat, Chris Pratt in the background. Um, so here, if you can see this, because it's on my phone. Um, uh, 
I just, yeah, it's true. It's, I can't say oh, it's blurry. Yeah. yeah. So that is um, Sean Gunn in costume yeah. on set. Then, yeah, he's got to be in it. In some capacity, he's got to be in it, even if it's cameo. Yeah. So he's in it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, here's the, here's, I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but that's the photo that I saw that's got, oh, never mind, add, and I'm done with this page. So, yeah, it's Chris Pratt and that Nebula's in the background and a couple other characters. So, yeah. It looks like it's going to be a pretty big crossover between all of these characters, which yeah, I'm, I'm really, fine with. I'm really fine I'm with I'm looking that. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Because I think Thor, the last Thor movie fits in really well with the Guardians movie. Movies, I should say. They're like a similar style. They're more kind of light and uh, they're not afraid to be funny. Whereas like some of the Avengers movies got like super serious. And I think Black Widow is probably going to be super serious. Um, and Captain America did too. So I kind of like that they have these other movies that are more like, I, I don't know. They're just, they're lighter. Like they're just kind of fun popcorn movies. Yeah. That's what they feel like. Oh yeah. No, I enjoy them. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, you want to talk about Ghostbusters? Sure. What do you got? Uh, Ghostbusters star Ernie Hudson has confirmed that Winston will be a more fully fleshed out character in Jason Rittman's upcoming sequel. Interesting. Um, Winston will be more fully fleshed out as a character in Ghostbusters Afterlife Um, after the box office disappointments of the 2016 reboot Jason Rittman was brought to the uh, Jason Rittman was brought into another sequel from the original films the film is set to explore the legacy of Egon Uh, Bill Murray will return as Peter um, Dan Aykroyd as Ray and Winston will be back also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, cast now. Everybody is in it, apparently. Everybody. He so, also, I had read too that he leaked that um, Rick Moranis has a cameo in it, but Rick Moranis has not confirmed that he's in it. So um, I'm not sure if that's, I mean, if he said it, I, I saw a passing thing that he said it. I'm assuming that it's true, but he's still not listed in the cast. But everybody else is like, I mean, Annie Potts is back, Scorny Weaver's back. You know, the, all these people came back. I don't know how big their characters are going to be, but hopefully they're not just cameo. I, I do like the idea that they would flesh those characters out more. Yeah. Because Winston got the shaft. I mean, Winston never got anything else. Winston, oh my God. All right. So, like, Winston was odd because. Like, all right, so so look at how huge Ghostbusters was that Nintendo's like, we're going to make a video game. I know. You know who wasn't in the video game? I know, yeah. Winston. Then they made another one. You know who wasn't in the game? I know. Winston. Then they came out with one for the GameCube. <laughs> Guess who yeah. wasn't in it? Winston. Like, he gets the shaft every time. It makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense. It's like, they have him listed as a doctor in the new movie, too. Dr. Winston. He wasn't a doctor, and the other guys were, but he wasn't. So, well, uh, does, yeah. maybe they will flash, maybe they will flesh him out more if he's an actual doctor. Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, who knows where it's going to pick up because yeah. we have that crappy one in between with all the checks. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. So, hopefully, they just completely eliminate that one like it never happened. I think that's what they're doing. I think this is a direct sequel to part two. Yeah. Like where they retired, they weren't doing it anymore or something. They all went off to do their own thing, and now they all have to. They get called back, or you I know, something so. like that. I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. I get the sense that 
Egon might be the relative of the kid that finds the Ecto one. I have a feeling they're going to tie it in that way. Yeah, that, that's how Egon's going to Egon's character will be brought into it, like his legacy. That I, that's just a guess, but um, it, it, it kind of made sense to me, like why there would be this barn with all the old stuff in it. Yeah, it's it either does, that or it's, um, it's going to be Dan Aykroyd's relative. Because we got that trailer, what, like two years, a year ago, maybe? Two yeah, years it keeps, ago? Getting, keeps getting delayed because of the pandemic. It was supposed to come out last June. Yeah. And uh, the movie's still, done. It's been we done. still don't have a date on it. No, it got pushed again. They keep pushing it because they want to do theatrical on it. They don't want it to bomb, I think, is basically what they're. They probably spent a lot of money on it. Doesn't seem oh, like baby. a cheap production. Right now, it's November 11th, 2021. So they're saying this year, um, you know, late late fall. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's all I got there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't yeah. think I have much more unless, uh, you know, just a follow-up on our last conversation or not last, I guess a couple of conversations ago. We uh, talked about Justice League, and HBO has confirmed that they are putting that out in March, but it is not an episodic release. It sounds like it's a four-hour cut, including the new footage that Snyder shot this year, past year, with Jared Leto as Joker. Um, yeah, they so, he just released a kind of a blurry, but, kind of a blurry picture of the Joker. I don't know if you saw that. So yeah. he put it up on Instagram, I think. So it's weird because it's the Joker kind of in the back a little bit and he's holding so somebody is holding up a joker card which i don't think is the joker but yeah. the card everything's focused in on the card so everything in the background is kind of blurry um and what it appears is that the joker now has long hair and no tattoos and he may be in a straight jacket so if you kind of mm -hmm. look at that picture it's kind of uh kind of hard to make everything out but it looks like he has just completely <laughs> redone this character. I don't know how you explain away the tattoos. If well, I guess, I guess if it's the same movie, it doesn't matter because you can just replace the character and make it whatever you want. That's true. Maybe that's what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, the other cut, he had tattoos and was green haired. But in this cut, he could just he be had, a uh, different character. It wouldn't matter. They could almost so like technically, it's a different you don't got to explain yeah. anything. They've already basically erased that Suicide Squad movie, right? They basically erased it. I mean, DC seems to be just handling their universe now as a non-universe. Like, yeah. all these movies just exist in their own world now. I, that seems to be the route they've gone. I don't know. Like, you didn't get a bunch of characters in the Wonder Woman movie that are tie-ins from other movies. They're not doing the Marvel thing at all. Um, Marvel's they, killing it, man. They I'm a are, DC but we guy, and DC is fucking everything but up. we gotta see if marvel can do a second wave that matches the first wave i'm skeptical that they can do it um because they don't have the avengers anymore so i i'm really curious what they're gonna do you can't like you can have all these great thor movies and all you know like all that stuff could be great guardians but their sort of centralized thing was all right all these movies exist around the avengers movies so the avengers movie was the event and you saw all these other movies that all had tie-ins that fed to that Avengers movie. And we already know the Avengers are not coming back in the same form because 
they might get Downey Jr. and and Evans for these small cameo roles and these, you know, like they pop in and out here and there, but they're not going to get them to do a three and a half hour Avengers movie again. So yeah, um, I know. Um, I don't know. I just don't know where they go with it. Robert Downey Jr. just signed on to another full feature movie. Yeah, but like I know I heard that too, but it doesn't seem like anybody knows at least from what I heard initially, was that nobody knows what that movie... Again, is it like Spider-Man where he's in it for five minutes and they're going to pay him $5 million just to be in it for five minutes? They might do that, right? They might pay him that much. And I heard the same thing about Evans, that Evans also maybe have signed something that says he's going to come back to do something. But maybe, maybe they're like, hey, you know what? You pay us $40 million, we'll do more. The only thing, I mean, eventually these characters start to age you know, in real life, I mean, right? Yeah, true. Chris ha- Chris Hemsworth can only be Thor for so long, all right. <laughs> and if it's taking you, yeah. let's say, from start to finish, three to four years to make these movies, by the time the mm-hmm. next one comes out, he's now five years older. Yeah, and that's why I get so, skeptical. Can they reboot? this world without having to remake the movies they already made, you know, if they do it comic book wise. So, you know, you have the weird fans that are going to be like, absolutely not reject it. He's the only Thor. He's the only Iron Man. But when they start a new series of comic books, like, so they like, say they do a 52 book arc. Right. And then that storyline's over and they start over again with, a totally different story, totally different characters. Um, I guess sometimes, you know, I do it, but you know, a lot of comic book people are like, I'm just going to read the new arc or I'll read, you know, sure. this yeah. series of books. If they do that with the movies, that's the same. It's the exact same thing as a comic book. They're like, we're just going to yeah. get new characters, new storyline and just start all over again with yeah, a completely just, different story. Well, the general public buy that. Like comic book people know that's what happens in comic books. Yeah. Like, no, the general public won't. That's the they'll be like, what do you that's what how they gotta this? do it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think they're gonna be in a tough spot. I, I, they got so lucky with Iron Man and Captain America early on. Yeah. Like I love Ant Man, right? But Ant Man's not the future of Marvel. Um, Guardians could be, I suppose. And but you don't have a Downey Jr. Like that guy, he basically brought Marvel, he made Marvel what it was initially because Iron Man was such a surprise hit. You know, it was like all of a sudden everybody was in and then they just got better after that. Like they just, as they started to make more movies, they got better at it and they have some really great movies in that universe. They have some shitty ones too, but um. I don't know. I'm curious to see what Marvel does. I mean, they got Doctor Strange movies coming. They got lots of stuff coming. Yeah, that that so. that uh, I'm excited about we'll that. I mean, like, the, yeah. I was just I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, the the span of time where we've gotten so many other movies, one can, right after the other, and Doctor Strange still doesn't have a second one. I know. That's and I love the first weird. one. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't. It's got to be a timing thing. I mean, and then they also had Black Panther, which was like a major hit, right? And then the guy dies. So yeah. like, oh, well, they, they got also, the new one coming out. Oh, I know they do. Starting they, a film or whatever. 
they lost like you know what i mean like that's a huge blow to them because that was also like oh we can make like three or four of these movies and we can yeah we'll 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 be able to tell how people are receptive to this because when you think about it uh black panther they establish even in black panther in that movie that he is the new black panther so black the the black panther doesn't have to be that that particular character but no, it doesn't be receptive of a new actor playing that role as a new, as a new character. Yeah. It's like the Captain America question is if you, you know, we know that there've been multiple Captain Americas, right. Are people going to accept anybody other than Chris Evans as Captain America? I don't know that they're going to do that. Like, I just, I just don't know people are going to do that because it's, it's, it's not comic books, you know, comic books are different than movies. They're different. I mean, they may it's have some not, sort of a tribute really- to him, but I don't think they're going to just edit him in through the whole thing. Uh, well, they already have a new Black Panther that's that already movie. lined up, so I don't know how. I mean, because like Paul Walker's in the upcoming Fast and Furious him, movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so like, um, are they going to do like that weird thing where he's just um, digitally edited in? But um, Ever my entire screen is frozen. Yeah, I can see that. The audio is coming through all right, though. Oh, is it? You're frozen on my screen, too. Yeah. Oh, no, now you're moving. Yeah, but... I'm frozen. You're moving. <laughs> um, yeah, now you're moving. Yeah, because they've already casted a new Black Panther. So, I mean, they may digitally edit, um, right. you know, Chad, Chad, Chadwick Bossom in as like some sort of, you know, a transition, maybe. Maybe they don't necessarily have to kill him. They can give him like nice little send off. Um, Cause if they just don't acknowledge it at all, it's going to be weird. Yeah. They have to, they have to. Yeah. Acknowledge it. I don't so know. We'll see. see. We'll see. Anyway. Um, that's all right. superheroes. So you want to move on? Yeah. You want to get right into it? anything for Jackson? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have a quick, I, yeah, I got, it's quick. Um, a uh, bereaved Satanist couple kidnap a pregnant woman so they can use an ancient spellbook to put their dead grandson's spirit into her unborn child, but end up summoning more than they bargained for. So uh, you picked this one. Uh, um, I had actually seen it already when you picked it, but uh, you know, was there a reason you picked it? Because I, I like I've seen this thing listed on all kinds of best of 2020 horror lists. And- yeah. So uh, I had no idea this was on shutter <clears throat> and every website I went to, I kept seeing this pop up like festival pages. Um, yep. And there was like this discussion for um, the Alamo draft house. And yeah. I was down in the forums and it was just people down there talking like, Oh, you know, you guys should do anything for Jackson. And then, everybody was talking i was like i i gotta i gotta see what the hell this is all about <laughs> so um i just punched yeah. it in i punched it on the roku and it came up on shutter so um i was like yeah. all right cool so i put it in and then um i didn't really know anything about it i didn't know what the movie was actually about i didn't mm-hmm. uh, at, i didn't really at that time know i didn't really see any reviews i didn't know if it was good or if it was bad i just knew that everybody was talking about it um right. So I weren't, I wasn't sure if they were talking about it. Like you have to watch this because it's so bad or you have to watch it because it's so good. (laughs) Then I saw it pop up in a few other places 
it was getting 10 out of 10s. It was getting nines out of tens. It was getting five out of fives. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, I gotta, I I gotta watch this. And it was on shutter. So, um, and then when I texted it to you, you were like, um, you had seen it before. So I don't know if you were going off memory or if you watched it again. And uh, I'm going off memory, but I didn't watch it that long ago. Um, I mean, I watched it in December, so it wasn't that long ago, but I, I definitely remember it. I mean, I watched it. I, you know, I watched it and I was totally into it. So, um, it, like, there wasn't really a point during the movie where I was like not paying attention enough to go back and watch it. Yeah. This also played as part of um, a Nightstream Festival that I like digitally, virtually attended in October, but I didn't watch it then. But uh, it had a lot of buzz coming out of that, and then Shutter announced that they were gonna they were gonna be releasing it. Um, I just waited and watched it in December when they put it out. Um, but I actually, same kind of, it's kind of the same as you. I, I knew that it was about an older couple. I knew it was about like um, them trying to like bring him back from the dead. See, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even know that right away. Yeah, I think, um, but I didn't know like the details that, you know, so going in right from the beginning, you know, you get this like elderly couple and they're in their house or whatever. And basically from the jump, it's like they're abducting this pregnant woman off the street. You know, it's like it kind of just comes out of nowhere. And I think it sets up this uh, this sort of like if you went into this completely blind, you know, you knew nothing about it. And it, it basically opens like that with like these yeah. this kind little call. They could be like your grandparents, yeah. you know, yeah. Just grab, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he comes in and he's like dragging this pregnant woman or whatever, and then she just beats her in the head with like a like a uh, right candlestick. Right, it's like it's completely just like right from the get go. It's jarring, and I think it for me that moment I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" Like I got to see what this is. What's going on here? Yeah, (laughs) and the shot, like, and they do this. They do this throughout this entire film. Is that very first stagnant shot that you see for the first? I would say what is it a minute from right. the kitchen scene to the yeah, the, yeah, yeah grabbing yeah. the girl it's right. one sh- like one stagnant shot or yeah. it's just like it's, it's yeah it's just the camera there yeah it's, just it the camera be- sitting on it whatever it is mm-hmm. a tripod or whatever and you get to see the entire house as this is happening right. from from that point and a lot of movies actually fail doing that somehow i don't understand how they fail but they do <laughs> and then it starts <laughs> right. to bother me this one does it multiple times I mean, they do it a lot and it works every time. I, I just, I love that shot where you're just staring at what you think you should be watching, but really the camera is mm. so wide. Other things are happening. I like, right. um, I, I jotted down some notes um, and then I read something after. So I actually want to go back and watch this again. So yeah. um the one thing I didn't know, I wrote down a couple that I saw. So I don't even know if that's what they are or I wouldn't think so because they seemed pretty obvious because um, I wrote some down. I read after that the director purposely hid three apparitions throughout this movie. And he said to this day, no one's found them. Huh. I mean, I would believe it because... Um you know, they have like these sort of spirits popping up right at random almost. It's like someone knocks on the door 
it's a spirit, you know, like someone walks into a room and it's a spirit and sometimes they play around with the, you know, is it or isn't it? So I could totally see them doing like the Hill House thing where they're putting these apparitions in the background. Cause the idea is that like they've opened up, they basically open up a gateway that lets all of these spirits into their home. Um, you know, and it, at any moment, it makes sense that they would kind of be anywhere at any time. I actually really like that idea. Yeah, so the ones that I wrote down that I saw, I, uh, I'm actually going to go out of order here because all of my notes are in order from beginning to end. So I'll sure. jump around. But um, when she, when they're first starting to experience everything, she walks into the bedroom mm-hmm. and the camera is on the far end of the bedroom. So okay. you get that you, you have the space between the camera, the bed, the rest of the room, the hallway she just walked in out of, walked in from. And then across the hallway is a bathroom. And if you look in the mirror of the bathroom, there mm-hmm. is a ghost in the mirror. But it's really oh, hard to see because you're concentrating on her. Mm-hmm. And I actually said to the wife, I was like, that's actually pretty fucking creepy. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's pretty creepy right there. Like, that's yeah, like I setup. wouldn't have been looking for that. So never like. Hmm. Um, yeah. the, right. the other one I caught was um, when the guy puts his head in the snowblower yeah. and right. after it pans away because um, the the older guy is in the house so when it pans back to him if you looked in the doorway behind him very subtly there was just a ghost standing in the doorway mm. But it was off to the side in the niche of the door. So it wasn't like in the middle of the camera. So I don't know if this is what he was talking about that he put in the movie, but I at least caught two of those. But (laughs) I didn't even know about that until after I watched it. So now I want to go back and watch it again to see if I can catch more. That snowblower scene though, right? I mean, oh my God. Yeah. But like to set it up for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's like there's this guy that keeps coming back to the house. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he, uh, you know, they have this pregnant woman up chained up in their house, so they don't want anyone coming to the house. And this guy is like, you know, oh, I'm going to clear your snow for you. I'm going to clear your snow for you. And they're finally just, the guy's finally like, just whatever, he's going to do it anyway. And then he basically sacrifices himself to the spirit in the house, you know, and he says, you know, like, I think he says something like, you know, people keep saying it to her, right? That like it was successful or whatever, that but like he puts his head in this fucking snowblower out in the front yard and there's just like blood and shit spraying everywhere. And it's like snow, it's all in the snow and everything. It's all over the side um, of the barn. Like I, that caught me so off guard. <laughs> like again, you know, oh, like yeah. I talked about like yeah. the opening scene, not expecting it. I, I figured that guy was going to die. I did not expect him to commit suicide by snowblower. Yeah. It's at all. weird did not see when, when he's standing there, and he yells up to them to tell them, you did it right. Jackson's yeah, that was there. That's what he says. Yeah. I never even noticed that the snowblower was backwards and upside down. Oh, <laughs> like, I didn't notice I, that. I was <laughs> I was concentrating on him. And then as soon as he went forward, I was like, oh, yeah. I just knew. Up. Yeah, I just saw him put his head in. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like also the same thing with the cop. So like there's the scene where the cop comes into the bedroom. Yeah. And like shoot yourself in the head or whatever and it's like again had no freaking clue that was going to happen it's just like all of a sudden and then like well, the she says she she's 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 telling um the girl 
like you don't worry you're safe you can you're gonna come with me you're gonna come with me and then she's like i just have one more thing to do and then bang like it's just out of nowhere it just happens and it's very effective i mean i mean all this stuff is all happening we're talking out of order here but it's just because like these are the things that this movie's really good at itself. and then she keeps coming back like a residual what is yes, it called when ghosts like, come bang, back bang, yeah a residual bang, yeah. ghost constantly right. coming back and shooting itself in the head like over and over and over it's crazy and then but even when they go back down to the <clears throat> kitchen like towards the end when they go yeah. back down and she's sitting in the chair and she yeah. stands up and she's like i can help you bang like it's yeah. just a, she's just stuck in a loop of having to shoot herself in the head now so i have a i also have a a theory about this movie that as I was, you know, watching it and thinking, so like throughout the movie, um, like, is it that they, I don't, I don't think they ever say it outright, but is it that they open, so they opened up this almost like portal, right? It's like a, a gateway to the, to the afterlife. Like it's like purgatory, right? All these demons and spirits and stuff pass back and forth through mm-hmm. it. And they're all trying to get be human again. So the idea is like, they're going to try to possess a human body. But like the way that the outside world seems to be affected by it, right? So like it's constantly snowing and it's, it's storming. And it's like, did, was this supposed to be like that they had actually begun like an apocalypse? Like, is, was that the end? Because like, remember at the end when they drive away and he sees, like she sees like, what's a, I guess, a spirit like wandering around outside. And like, I got this sense that like this movie was actually saying that like they had opened up like a, like they were basically were going to be responsible for like the end of the world. Cause like so I think everything what... was, you know what I mean? Like it was just kept snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing. And then like, I, I don't know, like there was nobody around and it just, everybody that came in contact with like ended up dead is killing themselves constantly. And I just got this sense that like they had actually not only opened up this portal in their own home, but that it had spread and that it was actually working its way outside of their house. Um, and it's just like this theory I have about why things were going the way they were going. Yeah. So they explain a little bit of it. So when the couple did the initial um, little seance or whatever you want to call it, when they read from the book, what happened was they, um, they, they summoned the wrong demon. And I knew that. So they summoned and, like, yeah. And they, they thought they were summoning the kid, but they actually were calling the wrong thing. Yeah, so they summoned the demon. Now, they they basically did half of the spell. Right. But what happened was they actually read it correctly to get Jackson to go into the body of the host. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they also summoned the wrong demon, which then needs sacrifices. So all of those ghosts that you see pop up, like the suffocation ghost uh, that comes out from under the bed, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the crazy ghost, it's, they're all what they call tormented souls. Yeah. And those tormented souls need hosts, but the hosts need to be offered to them for them to take them. Yes. And that I did get. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, when, like when, when the other guy comes in and he starts to help them finish up, the 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 spell itself Mm -hmm. at first he is planting an area of where the demon can and can't go right yeah 
but then when he gets the call that says like uh you know he went he went psychotic and like killed his mother and drew shit all over but the that wall. also is the reason that i'm thinking that this is like spreading right because like so yeah i think what happened was when he <laughs> went there the first time this demon possessed him or right. not possessed him but made him go and murder his mother as another sacrifice right. and then him writing everything on the walls at that house was able to open up another portal outside right. of the initial property that, that kind of makes sense because i just get this sense that it's like it's not like we knew that they had lost control of whatever thing they were trying to do but like the extent of it i don't think they fully got that like it wasn't just that these things were in their house and that they were they couldn't get rid of them it was that like it was outside the house and it was affecting the actual world outside of the world um and i just I think it's it's clever because these two are so hyper-focused. I'm like, we just want to get the kid back. And in the meantime, they're like just fucking the world now is like there's these portals that are open and there's these spirits coming out and demons, right? Not just spirits, but demons. Yeah. And they, they're going to wreak havoc on everybody they come into contact with. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, we're supposed to assume that that Jackson is not in her body, right? Like we're we're supposed to assume that it is not the correct spirit because at the end we see jackson right don't we isn't our scene where they show him in a window yeah as she's leaving he's up in the yeah. window so it's it's not him anyway so something else is in her body and uh they were not they were never successful they failed right from the get-go because they had no idea what they were doing um you know also speaking of uh, that guy that helps them another redhead right no, oh, yeah. As I yeah. mentioned, and as he I actually says about. Yeah, he actually says when he's in there, when he comes in for the first time, he says, um, "Yeah, I can help you, <laughs> but I don't even feel comfortable being in this house right now. I gotta leave." And I yeah, think right. I think that I was he was already possessed, and that was his way to get out of the house <laughs> before he told him about the salt and stuff. Yeah. Because the, because the demon knew that. Um, I need to get this host out of the house to get him back. Yeah. Um, but then again, he does trip over the salt after he told everybody not to. So that that's how the demons right. get in through the doorway. But um, I would. What, what, all right. So we'll start off with like the main one, which was the trick or treat ghost. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Standard was- ghost. What, how, what, what would you, what, what did you think of, of this random child just showing up? Well, you don't even know if it's a child. It's just, it's under a sheet. So I thought it was great. Um, like very simple, but super effective. And then when we find out that it was, it was her daughter, daughter, right? So, um, until like they're being haunted. They're being haunted by visions of like, because it's not her daughter, right? But they're being haunted by visions of, you know, their past. And it's like that ghost showing up. And then when it comes in, it comes into the house, right? And then yeah, it, but then it, it's um, giant. It's huge. It's giant. And it reminded me of, remember that scene in It Follows when uh, you saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember when he comes through the door and he's like, he's transformed into like this tall, lanky thing and it's remember that when they're in the girl's bedroom yeah. and he like yeah courses his way through the door i had like flashbacks to that scene which also was really effective but um 
that whole scene was so well done. And the scene with the guy that comes out from under the bed. Um, you know, he's doing like the spider walk thing and he's, he's like the contortionist. Yeah, so I called him suffocation ghost. I didn't know. I didn't. Because yeah. he had a play on a plastic bag over his head. Um, I yeah. find it amazing and creepy at the same time that a human being can contort their body to move around like that. I I can't even he tie my on shoe without talent. having to take a deep breath and hold it while I'm he, tying my shoe. And and, yeah. and this person can just contort themselves and walk. He was on America's Got Talent. Um, I remember him. He was. I recognized him. He made it like a couple rounds and then he was gone. But uh, he was like a dude that worked in an office and then he started doing this contortion stuff and he made a career out of it. And I, he showed up. I was like, holy shit, it's the guy from America's Got Talent. I looked at the IMDb and it was definitely him. Huh. Um, I've never watched that show. But yeah, he, but he does. He did that on the show. He was doing like that weird friggin' contortion stuff and the guy legitimately does it. So it is a talent. <laughs> like yeah. you said. I can never do that. It is Hell called no. Suffocating Ghost. That's the name. Suffocating oh, is it? Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I that's what I wrote in my notes. Yep. Suffocating Ghost. He also had a small parts in Flash. Um That's right. That was him. He was like the He played Ragdoll guy. I didn't Ragdoll, see yeah. He played Ragdoll. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so he's done he a wore, lot. He wore like a mask with like long hair and stuff. He was in Channel Zero, which I hadn't seen, but he had a Actually, looks like he did a bunch of those episodes. So, yeah. So, I anyway, mean, the, tangent, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, the main ones was uh, suffocation ghost, the trick or treat ghost, and then you got mental patient ghost, flossing ghost, flossing ghost. They call it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeth. You had the 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 flossing um, wife ghost. That was wild. <laughs> um, I wrote down a uh, wife in bathrooms teeth are falling out while she's walking and cleaning yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was kind of nasty. Actually. Um, yeah. Like there are certain things that <laughs> just like you can, you can like, you know, the eye um, through the little, uh, what, what the hell movie was am I talking about? But anyway, like when there's like a sharp object and you get your eye pushed into it, doesn't bother like me at zombie, all. Zombie, like zombie with the, Zombie, the that's a steak or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doesn't bother me at all. Um, I've seen <laughs> for some reason the floss directly to the gums. I can feel that, like, I know what that's going to feel like. Um, and <laughs> I, I know it just, it just bothered me. I was just like, like, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, you know, like you see somebody like get bit by a zombie, their leg cut off, hit by a car. You're like, hey, you know, like, you know, that's going to hurt. <laughs> But for some reason, the floss to the gum, I I, uh, I, I, I just knew what that was going to feel like in real life. Um, yeah. And then you had mental patient zombie or zombie, mental ghost. patient ghost. ghost yeah. Where he just run, he just runs in and grabs the redheaded dude and just starts kissing him and then just takes off. With That's, him. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Just, just runs away. And then you don't I completely see him until forgot later. About that. I couldn't remember yeah. what happened. That's for, oh my God. That's right. No. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I do want to watch this again. Cause that. I didn't, I didn't, I should have rewound it to watch it. When <laughs> she comes down at the end and the mm-hmm. redheaded dude is off in the corner with the mental patient. Is he jerking off yeah. on his face? Yeah. He's doing something like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
because I remember watching it and I looked and I was like, wait, like he's doing something like that. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure what it was, but it was, it's definitely what it, it was something like that. Yeah. He was assaulting yeah. him in a corner. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then, I mean, that's pretty much all like, I don't really want to go into too much detail past the third act. Um, yeah. I mean, I people haven't a, seen it. I spoiled a little bit, but um, you know, we obviously spoil stuff, but there's a lot there that we didn't cover. Yeah. And for my money, like the performances in this are so damn good. And uh, it's clearly limited budget. It's like a couple locations. Most of it's in the house, but the two elderly leads in this are so good. <laughs> um, like they're seasoned. Like you can tell that they've at, they've been acting for a long time and they uh, like the woman is so like just, the woman in particular, the female, the grandmother, is particularly good. So, um, so is the doctor. But, he's, and the doctor, yeah, they they carry this movie in terms of the acting, and uh, and then you put on top of that like genuine, like solid scares, um, like and lots of like surprises. Like there's so many surprises in this thing that you you just won't see it coming when it's coming. Yeah, I think um, I really loved it. I thought acting I really good. Acting is really good in this. Uh, the atmosphere itself is great because they don't try to make it. Um, they don't try to make you think it's scary. The house is just the house and right. then things yeah. just happen. So right. Um, right. it's, it's great the way things just happen or the random ghost in the background. Um, and it's weird. Cause like you think of like a, a film like this, there's not a whole lot of jump scares. No, there's they a don't, few, but they're yeah. When they do them, they work, I think. But you're right. It's, yeah, it's, uh, they don't. They don't try to scare like, you with the loud noise or the you know the, the in your face. That's right. It's just right. the atmosphere is just creepy alone. Um, yeah, there's a lot and, of dread and uh, yeah. <laughs> and that and and one thing that I noticed is they give you an outside shot of that house more than once. So you get the feel of how far up inside that house she is. She's all the way to yeah, the top of that true. house. And when you see yeah. the exterior of the house, you're like, if you're going to get out of there, you're either jumping out, like, what was it? Like the fourth or fifth story, like however far that was, four stories mm -hmm. up, or you have to come four stories down to get out. Like they don't just, they don't throw it in your face about how, like most, most movies, <laughs> they, they will be like, Oh, that's so far up or they'll make some gesture or they'll do something to, to make you yeah. realize how far it is. They don't do that other than to show you the outside. Of the, all they do is show you the outside of the house and then you realize, damn, she's all the way up the top. Yeah. And, and she's, she's got to get yeah. out. She's like yeah. in the depth of that house. Yeah. yeah. They do a really, really good job with this. Yeah. I was uh, just incredibly impressed with it. It's what did you think of the effects of the demon? Like when you first see him. Next oh, I loved, that? I loved it. That scene where they, where you first see the demon after they've done the ritual or whatever. Yeah. Oh my freaking God. Like, <laughs> and she starts like screaming. Right. Cause it's like, this is not what she was expecting. <laughs> I don't know what she expected performing a satanic ritual, but um, you know, like if she was just expecting like her grandson to walk out and, you know, <laughs> But holy crap, that got me real. Like, like I was just like glued to the screen. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was so, great. So this is another one of those just stagnant shots where the mm -hmm. camera stays focused on the oh, bed. Yeah. 
this this poor chick is handcuffed. Can't you? She, she can't move. Her legs are tied to the bed. Her arms are tied to the bed, and she has an eight foot demon with a skull head staring down at her. <laughs> oh, like it's it. amazing. I love it. And you get yeah. the same kind of effect with the suffocation ghost, even though it's not. You know, even though you get more cutaways there, the way they do, like she can't give, go anywhere. The way they man- they handle that, um, yeah, like the suspense in those scenes is so it's so yeah. Good. And he crawls from the bottom, of, like it's it the uh, yeah. So he comes out from under the bed. He makes his way all the way to the other side of the room, and then he slowly moves back. But because she's tied down to the bed, she yeah, that's what we see so- him come back. And then he kind of and they all want they all want yeah and he like slowly flips out yeah it's 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 good (laughs) um yeah I don't want to go all the way to the end end I know you mentioned it a little bit but um I think uh, I think this is a a a must watch to kind of get to the end of that and um I mean definitely definitely watch it like I said I'm I'm definitely going to watch this again at some point just to see any little details that I missed um, and try and catch those. Yeah. Um, I think it, the praise it's, it's earned its praise. I think that this is a, you know, this is a movie that people are saying is really good. That is really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's really, really good. So yeah, that's it. All right. So uh, yeah, that was anything for Jackson. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. So unless you got something else, no, I think I'm, I'm good. We'll, we'll right. have to figure out what we're watching next. Yeah, no, we'll be in touch. We'll f- figure out the the next ones and see what we got. Mm-hmm. All right.